Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of of God. Today, we'll continue our study in 2 Corinthians, and this will be our fourth Bible study in the fourth chapter of 2 Corinthians. And today, we're going to look at a section of Scripture that reveals to us who we are, but also what God can and will do through us if we will simply allow God to use our lives. It's amazing. Uh, Every chapter of the Bible, there is something in there that you can take and apply to your life that will strengthen you and encourage you and correct you and help you and mold you. And I tell you, we need the Word of God. In days like these, we don't need less Bible. In days like these, we don't need less church. We need so much the more as we see the day approaching. You say, what day is that? Well, it's the day of our Lord's return. And there's nothing hindering Him. There's nothing halting that. It could happen any moment in the twinkling of an eye. We could hear the sound of the trumpet. He'll split the eastern sky. The dead in Christ will rise first. The graves will open, yield up the fruit that's been planted there. And thank God you and I that are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And then after that, we'll forever be with the Lord. And what a great day that'll be, rapture day. On that resurrection morning when all the dead in Christ shall rise, I'll have a new body. Praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. I hope you're having a great day today. And if you have missed any of our previous Bible studies, as I often do, I'll invite you to find the podcast, Striving for Revival. It's available everywhere podcasts can be found, and it's free to subscribe. And that will give you unlimited access to every archived study that we have done. You can rewind and fast forward and re-listen to those, and that might help you as you uh, strive to stay up to date with me uh, studying your Bible together as I go through just verse by verse through these books of the Bible. We've gone through much of the New Testament, many parts of the Old Testament, and we're working our way, weaving our way through 2 Corinthians now. Now, if you listened here lately, you know I had a special guest, and we kind of veered off of our verse-by-verse study, and uh, Lincoln, my son, was with me, but we're back on track here today. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, and let's look here in verse number 7. Well, let's look here in verse number 6 first. For God, who commanded the light, to shine out of darkness. Now, there at the very beginning, Paul is adding his amen by inspiration to Genesis 1. He is referencing the fact that our God is the God that created light out of darkness. Only God can reach into complete darkness somehow and produce light. The same thing's true in my life and in yours. Only God can reach into that which is totally depraved, lost, and without God, and produce anything spiritual within it. God can reach into death and 
pull out life. God can reach into hopelessness and draw out hope. God can reach in to uh, that which demands judgment and pull out mercy. Thank God he can reach into hell and produce some heaven. God knows how to make light shine out of darkness. And here's the application. Paul said, for God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts. That's exactly what happened when you got saved. Thank God God lit up the world at creation. He sent us the light of the world at the incarnation, but at salvation, he turned the light on in you. Amen. He's the light on the world. He's the light of the world, and he's the light in the believer. And you and I who are saved have that light shining within us. Paul, on the road to Damascus, saw the Lord, and he saw him as a shining light. He heard his voice and saw the glory of his countenance there, and he knows what he's talking about. He said, the God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. When you look upon Jesus, you see the glory of God. He is the manifestation of God's glory. He is God's glory personified. And when Paul had that encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, he got to behold, if you will, the glory of God. And it shined the light in Paul's heart, in his soul, if you will, uh, to give him knowledge of Jesus Christ, knowledge of the gospel, to let him see that he was lost and needed to be saved. And when Whenever Paul got born again, the Holy Spirit of God took up residence within him. The same thing happened to you. When you got saved, when I was saved, the Holy Spirit of God came within. He turned the light on, if you will. He helped us to see ourselves for who we are and see God for who he is. And that light came on. And in verse 7, it describes what we have. Look at it, if you can, in verse 7 of 2 Corinthians 4. But we have this treasure. Now, our world wants treasure. That would get a man's attention right there. Everybody's chasing treasure. Everybody has a, has a, a longing for treasure, and we have some. But it's not money. It's not silver or gold. Peter would say, hey, here it is. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now, that is something that is totally contrasted, something precious and something that is without value. Something that would be placed on a mantle is something that would be used commonly day to day. Something that is very esteemed and longed for over that which is easily discarded. There is treasure in an earthen vessel. My body and your body is nothing more than a clay vessel. We are made from the dust of the ground. There is no worth. There is no value. There is nothing good in me or in you. All that I can offer is filthy. All that I can offer is stained and tainted. All that I can offer is that which is void of any kind of want or worth. I'm an earthen vessel. But when I was born again, this old wretched, decrepit, vile, depraved, lost carnal flesh became the vessel that carries treasure. The Holy Ghost of God is within me. And here's why God does that. Don't get it twisted. It's not about you, and it's not about me. It's about the treasure within us. And here's what he says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, but here's the reason, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. He says, I, God says, I have chosen to indwell and empower mortal man and use man to, 
because in using such a frail instrument, such a, a, a fleshly thing, such a fickle person, such a weak individual, a clay pot, an earthen vessel, it adds that much glory to my name. It's not about the preacher. It's not about the singer. It's not about the teacher. It's not about the servant. It is about the treasure that's within him. You see, God uses weakness to spotlight his strength. God uses frailty to spotlight his power. God uses that which is marred to spotlight his own perfection. God uses that that we might say is cheap to spotlight how precious he is. God uses that which is empty. A vessel is empty unless it's filled with something foreign. To, God uses empty to spotlight his fullness. You see, God uses what the Bible says as an earthen vessel. That is something that is unimpressive. That is something that is fragile. That is something that can be flawed. That is something that is breakable. That is something that is weak. That is something that is impure. It is made from the lowest material in the world. It is made from the dirt that we walk on. But God takes an earthen vessel, and he puts treasure within it. So on the outside is that which is weak, but on the inside is that which is strong. On the outside is that which is cheap, but on the inside is that which is valuable. On the outside is that which is marred, but on the inside is that which is precious. On the outside is that which is unimpressive, but on the inside is that which is very, very valuable and dear. And God says, I put treasure within. It is not that which is without, but that which is within that makes the difference. And here's why. He said, because I want the power of God to be evident. Thank God for his power. It's not about the vessel getting any glory. It's about God getting the glory. And Paul knew, he said, I am the least of the least. I am one born out of due season. I, I don't deserve to do what I do. I am the chiefest of sinners. Amen. He said, the world around me is treasure-oriented, so I'm going to give you an illustration. If you're talking about treasure, it is what God put within me. And if God will use me, I am what I am by the grace of God. It's just to give him more glory. The church, amen, ought to be vessel a vessel secondary and the treasure primary. We're too vessel oriented. We're worried about dolling up the vessel, but it's the treasure within that makes the difference. It's not your ability. It's not your strength. It's not your knowledge. It is the power of God. Amen. That we need. That's all of our time for today. Until next time, pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.